Hey, Trash Talk listeners. Do you know that there's a labeling scheme here in Hong Kong that actually helps you figure out which products are more eco-friendly? The Hong Kong Green Label Scheme, HKGLS, is an independent and voluntary scheme for the certification of environmentally preferable products launched in 2000. And here to tell us more about it is Stephen Choi and Dixon Pack from the Green Council. So welcome, you guys. Thanks for taking the time to come in. Thank you, Marcy, for having us. (laughs) Well, maybe, Dixon, you could start with uh, a little background on Green Council. Yeah, sure. Um, Green Council is a nonprofit um, environmental organization established in the year 2000, so we've been here for like 20-some years already. Uh, We're a charity as well um, and also a accreditation body under the Hong Kong Certification Body Accreditation Scheme. Uh, we're founded in 2000 by a group of collected individuals uh, who are like industry, uh, commercial sectors, and academics um, who share a vision to uh, want to build Hong Kong to a, become a world green uh, city in the, for the future. So, um, and then we're established, and then our motto is conservation begins with education. So we aim to um, provide kind of education, environment education, uh, to not just the general masses, but to uh, schools to uh, commercials as well in order to uh, hopefully uh, build a better tomorrow for Hong Kong. And is it for Hong Kong produced materials and manufactured materials or it also includes the imported materials? We include both, yeah. We welcome a local or international brands or manufacturers to apply for our label. Okay, great. And then that label would then show up on the actual product. Yeah, on the product itself or on its packaging, yeah. Or associate promotional materials. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get down to brass tactics. What, what are some of the types of labels that you have? And like, I know you have a type one label, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you can describe that in more detail. Okay. So, um, uh, the Hong Kong green label scheme is, uh, the eco label for, um, well, for products as what Steven said. It is actually a type one, um, label. Then the full name is actually pretty long. Uh, it's the ISO, <laughs> which stands for International Organization for Standardization. Uh, it's under the uh, 14024 2018 Environmental Labels and Declarations Type 1 Eco Label. So it's a very long and technical term. So what that is, is um, so we follow up the ISO gui- guidance. Uh, it's like a standard. Um, so Type 1 Eco Label follows under that ISO standard. Uh, so the the full technical definition I can tell you is um, it's a voluntary multiple criteria-based third-party program that awards products that are environmentally preferable through the life cycle. So these products uh, must be first assessed by a, a set of t- criteria established by an independent body, has to go through rigorous testing by third-party testing services. And so type 1 labels are awarded to products on distinct parameters, so such as toxins, recycle content, and, but that do not really consider all the impacts of the whole life cycle of the product. So basically it is a, th- a third-party a verified um, eco-label product, so we don't self-declare. Yeah, you don't self-declare. Yeah, okay, self-declare. I see. So you'll use, but you use the standards of this ISO body yes. to evaluate yourselves here, though, right? In other words, the the ISO body evaluates and gives the accreditation, or you guys give the accreditation. Uh, we give the accreditation yeah. because uh, we follow the ISO standards. Got the it. ISO standards provide the guidelines on how to operate the eco labeling scheme. Yeah, yeah but the criteria may be different because you have some regional requirements. So each uh, eco labeling scheme has their own product criteria. Oh, but we okay. are all following the similar procedures, I would say, yeah, ah. in operating the eco-labeling scheme. 
Got it. Yeah. Okay. So is there an Asia Pacific, uh, general eco-labeling scheme or do, do we, are we able to not narrow down specifically to Hong Kong? Uh, our, our scheme is mainly for, for Hong Kong, but there are different kinds of type one eco-labeling schemes in the world. Huh. Yeah. We are under an umbrella of, of a organization called the Global Eco-Labeling Network. Oh. Yeah, that means yeah. all the members in this global equilibrium network are following the ISO that Dixon mentioned, 14024, this guidance <laughs> standards to operate the equilibrium schemes. Okay. Yeah. So, so equivalent to that would be like a, a Nordic Swan or a Germany's Blue Angel, which is the first equilibrium in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're in that organization that, 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 that uh, Got governs it. all this. Okay, so then let's just talk through that type one label and what are some of the factors that need to feed in in order for me as a manufacturer, or importer, or whatever to mm. get it. Okay. Okay. As I just mentioned, requirements and the product categories can be different in different eco-labeling programs, uh, which reflecting the regional variables. But all the standards address uh, multiple environmental and health issues, uh, such as toxicity, air quality, energy and water use, recyclability, use of natural resources, etc. But all of them are based on the life cycle considerations. Of the yeah. product itself. Yes, of the product. Do you look at the product and the packaging, both? Uh, some of them, yeah. And we have a general packaging requirements for all our applicants. They have a prerequisite to follow. That means if they use metal to do the packaging, such as the paint, their metal can have to comply with a standard, ROS standard, just things there. For example, if it is a paper packaging, then you have to make from 100% recycled cartoon box, just like there. Nice. We have a standard general packaging requirements for different packaging materials. Okay, great. And the nice thing is you do know that it's, you know, it's a global standard as well. So whatever they're demanding in maybe other countries, which might be more demanding, is also something that might be reflected here. Yes. yes, that's good. Yes, yeah, because we also benchmark from different eco-labeling schemes. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. upgrade to modify our standard. Yeah. So, so even mentioned we're in the part of Gen um, Network, we have to do some specific audits once in a while just to make sure that our program, uh, our certification scheme, is up to standard as well. Yeah. And then, how do you encourage manufacturers to mm. apply to your scheme and get an eco label? Okay. okay. Well, to be honest, um, I would say it's actually in Hong Kong specifically, it's, it's a little difficult to uh, encourage manufacturers because it's not like a um, it's not like a mandatory requirement. But say other other regions in the world, like Korea, uh, it's actually heavily operated and subsidized, supported by the government, and also other countries like uh, the Nordic countries as well. So unlike us, we're independently run. As an NGO, but the fees collected, which is like the administration fees collected to operate this scheme, will be used to help promote uh, certification of the green products in various events such as the uh, Eco Expo Asia and some talks to commercial and industrial sectors whenever we can. So our vision, of course, is to hope that uh, we will have support from the government in the future, and then we can also promote eco labeling together with the government. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I guess what you're waiting for then is for the government to make some types of regulations requiring certain types of labeling. Yeah, but of, luckily, in particular imported products. Yeah, but luckily we we do see some sort of some support from from the government because like or maybe various individual bodies. So various green building schemes and green item subsidy by the Hong Kong Urban Renewable Authority has been established. So there's some kind of concessions. So if you buy a certain uh, like a material that's uh, environmentally preferable 
granted by these schemes, you can have some 10% gross floor area concessions given features of these projects. Okay, so yeah. you guys feed into like building supplies and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I see. Okay, they, so you they, know they have financial incentives. I would say. I would say that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So as a trash talk listener, you're you know I'm of course thinking of the of the bottle or or beauty product that I'm going to pick up and and check out the labeling, but maybe one of your more important roles is is uh, more raw materials and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And labeling those. We do have plastic bottles certified, yeah. As well. Yeah, as well. Yeah. And what are your, what do you think are the most interesting criteria in the eco-labeling? In other words, do you think the, I don't know if they look at the production, you know, of the uh, item or, you know, how it's disposed of. Is is there you know a certain area that you think is the most important part? That it, is- it really depends on the products itself because, uh, as according to life cycle considerations, different products they have different natures. As for example, I take uh, paint and coating as an example. The use phase must be the most crucial one because after you paint your wall, you will be living in that places for um, 10 years or 20 years. So the use phase must be more important than the end of disposal or the raw material extraction. So sometimes different materials, they have different uh, hot spots, I would say. Yeah, Yeah, very good point, right? Yeah. And um, then what are you hoping for in the next couple of years? Has, has COVID been uh, tough on you guys? And are you going to be able to expand, do you think? And so um, luckily, we still have a lot of projects from the government, and also we have some 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 donations and some of the existing projects to help us self-run. So we're doing okay so far. We did a lot of um, revamp of our internal uh, procedures, like internal stuff, like uh, we revamped our um, Green Council website to help better show our information to the public. So, for example, the green label, uh, we, we pro- provided better content out there, so help consumers or whoever's interested to know more about it. Uh, we'll launch some more online webinars and seminars, which is probably the trend right now in, in Hong Kong and in the world. So we do a lot of that as well to help um, sustain ourselves. Okay. And then how would we find out about you if I'm a manufacturer and I want to get an eco-label? Oh, it's easy. Just go to our <laughs> website, yeah, greenlabel.org.hk. Yeah, if their products fall within our product categories, so far we have 62 product categories developed. Oh, that's if they a lot. fall within our category, our standards is very open. They can just, very transparent. They can just download it and take a look if their products fulfilled our criteria. They can apply it for the green label. The green label. Yeah. That's yeah. really great. Well, Trash Talk listeners, we should definitely support this green labeling scheme and we hope you guys can continue to, uh, we gotta push the government to require <laughs> eco labeling, right? Yeah, we hope that's okay. That's the yeah. best case, yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Stephen and Dixon, for coming in. Thank, thank you, Marcy. Marcy. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.